the Blaze Radio Network. On Demand. 2017 is going to be a volatile economic year. We may see politicians throughout the world attempting to control central bank policies. Several renowned financial analysts have warned that political interference in central bank policies may mean our economic misses of inflation and growth targets. Gold is an international currency that can't be issued or controlled by governments. If you don't have the only hard currency that has outlasted every politician and every failed idea of governments for centuries, you need to speak to Goldline right now and learn how easy it is to add gold to your portfolio or IRA. Now is the time to diversify your financial portfolio by adding gold. Call 1-800-913-GOLD. Buying real gold is easy and fast at Goldline. And you're going to be happy that you finally made the call. 1-800-913-4653. Goldline also offers price protection against short-term market fluctuations on qualifying purchases. So buy with confidence. Read Goldline's important risk information and find out if buying gold is right for you. Call Goldline. 1-800-913-4653. 653. Prepare yourself to ingest current events, pop culture, and politics with a side of Latin flair. Vaches. I don't have to show you any stinking vaches. This is the Chris Salcedo Show on the Blaze Radio Network. All right, welcome to it, everybody. The Chris Salcedo Show underway. And uh, I don't know if this is history in the making or not. Let me let me take you back to about half an hour ago on the House floor, and this was the scene. Now, what you're hearing, that those are Republicans, and the Republicans are cheering because the modification of Obamacare has passed. It's not the repeal, it's the modification. But listen, something else is going on. Those are Democrats. It's almost like a day at the park. Na 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 na, na 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 na. Hey. Now those are the socialists. Those are the socialists in the Democrat Party. And what what they are saying is that now the Republicans have taken a step to get rid of socialized medicine, which i.e. Obamacare. That the Republicans now can kiss their seats goodbye because. What Democrats think is Americans have already consigned to the fact that they deserve health care paid for by their neighbor or paid for by some faceless, nameless, rich person. So that's what they're saying. Goodbye. Goodbye, Republicans. America is now socialist. We, they, they elected a socialist president. And, and, and now that you're trying to take away their goodies paid for by somebody else, you can, you can say goodbye to your seat, even though that's not, what, that's not what the Republicans are doing. In essence, all the Republicans are doing is taking ownership of Obamacare. It's what they're doing. There are some good things in the American Health Care Act, which, I don't know, might, might I want to stress, uh, help things along if it passes as is, but now the Senate's going to get a hold of it. Now, the, the big issue I have 
with what's going on with the American Health Care Act, Republicans' Obamacare light, Obamacare 2.0, is that it has accepted the, the notion that we need an entitlement here. That the American people have asked for and have clamored for health care paid for by somebody else. That the millennial generation has asked to be bent over so that they can pay out of their pockets for the older and sicker generation. Basically socialism, which, of course, we all know has never worked, never will work in the course of human history. But it never stops Democrats from trying. Welcome to it, everybody. It's Chris Salcedo's show here today. And uh, right now, I'm looking at uh, imagery off screen here. Um, Oh, by the way, got to welcome all the folks on Facebook Live uh, looking at imagery of the White House, where uh, apparently there are a whole bunch of buses just standing by and waiting to take victorious Republicans. I think the vote was 217. They needed a 216 for passage. It was 217 by the skin of their teeth, but it's it's passed. This first step, as as Mike Pence put it when he was talking with Rush Limbaugh, This is the beginning of the end of Obamacare. Well, maybe. Maybe. Uh, This is the beginning of Republican care. When really conservatives know that what needed to happen was the end of Obamacare and nothing else. There there didn't need to be a Trump care. There didn't need to be a Ryan care. There didn't need to be a Republican care. There's no need for an entitlement here. The reason why... Health insurance has become perverted. The reason why it's so expensive is because of and in direct, how shall we say, proportion to. Because of and in direct proportion to government sticking its big fat nose in it. And that's the reason why a lot of things in this world become less affordable and distorted and perverted is because of government's unwarranted, unconstitutional intrusion into it. And that's what we're seeing right now with health insurance. Uh, right now, the situation is, and you know what? Before I get to the flip around, we'll, we'll start off here because Dr. Price, the Health and Human Services Secretary, wanted to remind America earlier today where we are with Obamacare. Well, the fact of the matter is that where we find ourselves right now is a system that's not working for so many folks. Uh, They may have a health insurance card, uh, but they don't have care. We've got uh, yesterday the announcement that uh, two major insurance companies were either announcing they're pulling out or planning to pull out of Iowa and and Virginia. So the system right now isn't working. All right. Yeah, well, it isn't working. Iowa, if, if Iowa loses its only insurer, then... There will be zero choices in the state of Iowa with Obamacare in place that mandates that you must have insurance. What do you do when you have no insurance available for you in the exchanges and you're mandated to buy insurance? What do you do? You're automatically in violation of the law, are you not? That's the nonsense of Obamacare. And and trust me, folks, it was designed to do this. Obamacare was designed to do this. That's why I was always perplexed by the traitorous insurance companies and their buy-in to all of this. The traitorous insurance companies saw dollar signs. And I think this is part of the genius of where resident Obama was going. He said, oh, yeah, I'm going to get these greedy SOBs and I'm going I'm to get them to sign their own death warrant. And he did. Obamacare was designed to fail. 
Obamacare was designed to do exactly what it's doing. Not quite so fast. But that's exactly what's happening. So when it was all laid to waste, it was supposed to be President Hillary Clinton, remember? And she would come in and say, okay, well, we've tried it the free market way. Now let's go ahead and have the government take it over. Of course, nothing was free market about it. Nothing about Obamacare was free market. But that's when you control the basket of biased press and when you're a bunch of liberal extremists who lie for a living. President Obama spent the last uh, eight years lying to the faces of the American people. And uh, that's what they do. Hold, You know what? I'm, I, let, me, let me go right now. Who is this? Fox? Fox has... Uh, the podium set up. I can't see whether or not anybody's standing up there. No, there's there's no presidential podium. There's a whole bunch of lawmakers standing behind the presidential podium, and I don't think we have a, a president there yet. But let's uh, let's go right out the Fox. Hold on a second. Just telling us, the president told the conflicting uh, sides in Congress to get together and and work out their differences. And John, let me bring you in now. Oh, the conflicting sides. He's talking about uh, the Republicans. The Democrats, they, they're not in conflict. They're just saying, they're just kicking and screaming and stomping their feet. We're not going to do anything. The conflicting sides that they were talking about were the Republicans. Get together and be, behave as a party. Uh, forgive me, folks. My, uh, You guys on Facebook Live, my eyes are wandering because I'm waiting for uh, President Trump to stick his head out of that, of that, uh, that office adjacent to the Rose Garden. And when he makes his way up to the podium... Hopefully, we'll be able to get this in uh, before we have to go to a commercial break on the uh, Blaze Radio Network. But you folks on Facebook Live, if you are watching right now and we are not able to get to this, make sure you go to theblaze.com and you uh, go to theblaze.com slash radio and you can hear us live there or go download the Blaze Radio smartphone app right now or the iHeartRadio app and then we'll play the president's comments after what is being spun as a a massive victory. And I I don't know that it is. A, if you are a believer that government has no role between you and your doctor, this is a loss. Because now you've got both political parties, the Democrats and the Republicans, saying, we need an entitlement here. We need to have government involved in your health care. So, so in my mind, as, as a constitutional conservative, this is a massive loss. The only thing that, in my mind, that was acceptable was the repeal of Obamacare and a set of laws designed to extract government perversion out of the market. That would have been the success. Not laws that put government back in front of uh, you and your doc, but a set of initiatives that would remove and allow the free market to flourish, competition to come back, and, well, some folks are making their way up to the podium now. It looks like Speaker Paul Ryan is making his way to the, uh, to the sound of thunderous applause. Let me see if I can get on this on C-SPAN. Everybody's shaking hands. Paul Ryan uh, looks pretty happy. Number one, number two. There's Scalise. He's a... Uh, I believe he's majority whip. So I think it's all done, but the shouting, there's, there's McCarthy. 
Uh, it's all done but the shouting right now, folks. Uh, so we're just waiting for President Trump to make his way out of the podium. And if he does, in the time allotted, we'll make sure to, to bring it to you. Uh, getting in touch with the Chris Salcedo Show. This is for you guys on Facebook Live. If you want to do so, and well, for you guys on radio too. Here comes uh, the president as, as uh, I am saying this. So let me just let you get in touch with me on social media. On Twitter, at Chris Salcedo TX at C-H-R-I-S-S-A-L-C-E-D-O-T-X, as in Texas, and on Facebook, The Chris Salcedo Show. Let's, he's getting up to the podium right now. He's pointing, he's congratulating, he's guffawing. <laughs> Let's, and as soon as he starts to step up to the microphone, folks, we'll, we'll st- guys with me on radio, just stick with me. I got a couple of minutes here. We'll be able to get at least some of his initial comments in, and hopefully he'll make some news right when he uh, steps up to the podium. He's, he's shaking hands with everybody that he possibly can. This is, no, don't, I don't want to undersell this. This is a major political win for the president. Let's listen in. I think this is Pence. Majority Leader McCarthy, Majority Whip Scalise, Chairwoman McMorris Rogers, Chairman Brady, Chairman Walden, Chairwoman Black, Congressman MacArthur, Congressman Meadows, and all the principled members of Congress who are standing with us here today on behalf of President Donald Trump and the First Family, welcome to the White House. And thanks to the leadership of President Donald Trump, welcome to the beginning of the end of Obamacare. See, that's critical right there, folks. This is not, this bill is not a repeal of Obamacare. It may be an incremental step to replacing it with, it with something else, Republican care or whatever. Hold on, back to Pence. And at that time, Republicans in Congress promised the American people that law would not stand. Today, thanks to the perseverance, the determination, and the leadership of President Donald Trump and all the support of those gathered here, we've taken a historic first step to repeal and replace Obamacare and finally give the American people the kind of health care they deserve. You know what, folks? It's just a matter of time time constraints we will roll on this uh when we come back on the chris salcedo show here on blaze radio we'll hear the president's remarks after the vice president is done speaking so make sure you get back here all you folks on facebook live get back here have a listen blaze.com slash radio uh you can also listen on uh, the smartphone apps iheart and the blaze radio smartphone apps be right back it's the chris salcedo show here on the blaze it's your radio republic be heard 888-900-3393. This is the Chris Salcedo Show. Part of Generation Blaze. On the Blaze Radio Network. Are you worried about your mom or dad living alone in their house? Hi, I'm Joan London. Listen, I know how difficult it is to find senior care for someone you love. That's why I recommend a free service called A Place for Mom. They are the nation's largest senior living referral service. Call A Place for Mom today. To receive free information on senior living communities in your area, call A Place for Mom at 1-800-803-6951.
Chris Salcedo Show. All right. I go, before I uh, the president's still speaking, and I, I just got to tell you something happened when we while we were away. President Trump says, "Hey, what we're going to do is is we're going to we're going to hear a little bit from everybody." And then all of a sudden, people, all, all the all the Republicans standing behind him will start looking at each other like, well, "What? What? What? We're going to get a Nobody told us we were going to say anything." And, and, and then president says, "Okay, well maybe not." Anyway, let, let's 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 listen into what the president's saying. He's thanking Paul Ryan. He's thanking everybody. Uh, let's listen to what he says. Now it's bigger than that. Also, pure tax reform. So we're going to get that done next, and this really helps it. A lot of people said, how come you kept pushing health care, knowing how tough it is? Don't forget, Obamacare took 17 months. Hillary Clinton tried so hard, really valiantly, in all fairness, to get health care through. Didn't happen. We've really been doing this for eight weeks, if you think about it. And this is a real plan. This is a great plan. And we had no support from the other party. You know, uh, I'm sorry, Mr. President, but you might not want to sit out there and advertise that the Republicans have only been at this for eight weeks when the major criticism is that they should have been working on it for the last six years. And we're going to finish it off and we're going to go on to a lot of other things. And we are going to have a tremendous four years and maybe even more importantly, we're going to have a tremendous eight years. But we're going to start off with just a great first year. And Paul Ryan, come up and say a few words. Congratulations on a job well done. Speaker of the House, walking up to the podium right now, Paul Ryan. Uh, <laughs> thank you, guys. Thank you. Uh, first, uh, thank you, Mr. President. Thank you. Thank you for your leadership. Um, wow. There are too many people to name who played such an important role in helping us get to this part. But I want to thank a, f a few people in particular. I want to thank Chairman Greg Walden, Kevin Brady, Diane Black, Pete Sessions, and the members of their committees for all the hard work they put into getting us to this point. I want to thank all the other members who contributed to making this the best bill possible. It really was a collaborative, consensus-driven effort. I also want to thank the team here at the White House. I want to thank Tom Price. I want to thank Mick Mulvaney. And I especially want to thank Reince Priebus. We could not have done this without you, gentlemen. You guys are the best. Of course... This would not have been possible if that weren't for these two gentlemen behind me. This is the fourth presidency I've served with. I have never, ever seen any kind of engagement like this. I want to thank Mike Prince and I want to thank President Donald Trump for their personal involvement in working with our members and working to get this right for getting this done and getting us to where we are. Thank you, gentlemen. And not to put too find a point on this but where are we exactly for I, I don't i don't want I, this is this is designed like this folks to give you the impression that this you know done deal there is a senate that still has to get a hold of this thing and they might not even do it they might just kill it it may die in the senate we don't know the problems facing american families are real and the problems facing American families as a result of Obamacare are just too dire and too urgent. Just this week, just this week, we learned of another state, Iowa, 
where the last remaining health care plan is pulling out of 94 of their 99 counties, leaving most of their citizens with no plans on the Obama market at all. What kind of protection is Obamacare if there are no plans to choose from? And this is a trend that we are seeing all across the country. See, everything he said there was right. Everything he said there was right. Look at what big government did. Look at how Nancy Pelosi and Harry Reid and Barack Obama bent over the country and look at how they screwed everything up with government intrusion into the private sector, into our lives. And, and Paul Ryan is absolutely right. So here we are saying, look at all the damage that big government is doing. And here's our solution. More big government. Are you out of your minds? That's, I understand why this has to happen. I'll tell you why in a minute. I'll be right back. It's Chris Salcedo's show, The Blaze Radio Network. Chris Salcedo Show. We'll be right back. The Blaze Radio Network. The Chris Salcedo Show on the Blaze Radio Network. What? Y'all expect me to come onto the onto the radio and say, "Hey, rah rah rah, go Republicans!" This is insane. This is this is insane. Now, look, I understand why this is a why this is truly a big deal because the three trillion dollar ripoff over ten years that Barack Obama foisted upon this country with only a partisan vote was so onerous it needed to go by the wayside so that real opportunity can get addressed in tax reform. I do not trust the Republican Party. I don't trust I don't trust anybody in government with health care. Nobody. But I do trust the conservatives and the Republicans with tax reform. I do trust them on that. They're good at that. One of the few things that I do trust government in doing is is simplifying the tax code. This is something I can wrap my head around. Simplifying the tax it's 75,000 pages right now. By virtue of what? By virtue of big government. But if you if you expected me to come on here and say, oh, Obamacare is almost dead, so what? We didn't win anything. We didn't win the argument here, conservatives. The argument was that socialized medicine sucks. It always sucks. It always will suck. You can't improve on socialism. Liberals will sit there and they'll campaign. Oh, yeah, well, you know what? If these, if these conservatives just get out of the way and let big government work, it never works. When conservatives get out of the way and let, quote, unquote, big government work, you get China. You get Cuba. You get Venezuela. Socialist paradise paradises in Venezuela right now they can't even they don't they can't get bread or milk or basic medicine oh, let's bring that to America yay socialism dumbasses 
So this is not the, the biggest, the, the, the best part of what's happening. That, and by the way, every Republican is stepping up to the microphone right now. This was such a hard thing to do. And it, it, big government isn't hard. You want to do something hard? Get government the hell out of my life. Let government do what it's constitutionally mandated to do and nothing more. Lao Tzu said, govern a great nation the way you would cook a small fish. Don't overdo it. The Salcedo Show axiom says, it is best not to give government more power, lest it be abused. You may... All you Obama freaks out there, you all might have loved Barack Obama with all the power he, he grabbed for himself. What if, what if Donald Trump was of a mind to say, hey, you know what? Obama did all this stuff. Obama screwed all these conservatives. What if, what if Trump said, I'm, I'm going to take that power too? I don't think it's in him. Uh, there, there is no way that Donald Trump is as... Uh, cold, calculating, and callous as Barack Obama was. And, uh, uh, and frankly, I, Donald Trump's been a, a Republican for five minutes and a politician for even less time. So I don't even think it's hit the president how much power he really has and how much damage President Obama did. And I don't think Donald Trump wants to do any damage to the country. President Obama did. President Obama hated this country. Still does. Do you guys hear? President Obama uh, got involved in another country's election. You know, just like the Russians got involved with our election. And we, we were told that's terrible. <laughs> President Obama just endorsed the French socialist Ma- Macron. Uh, what, what is the difference between... President Obama using his former status as, as uh, the former occupier of the Oval Office to influence a foreign country's election and r- what Russia did. Question number one. Number two, I really hope that Mr. Obama's touch, I hope he does to the French socialist what he did to America's Democrats. <laughs> They're not a regional party anymore. They lost over what? Over 1,100, 1,200 seats? during his occupation of the Oval Office. I hope, I hope the quote-unquote winning continues. And Marine Le Pen uh, talks about America's socialist endorsing her, her socialist opponent and is able to parlay that into a win. Uh, before we came back, there were some things the president had to say that uh, I wanted to play for you guys. Have a listen to this. I actually think it will get even better. And this is, make no mistake, this is a repeal and a replace of Obamacare. Make no mistake about it. Yeah, make no mistake, mistake, folks. This is not a repeal and this is not a replace of Obamacare. Make no mistake. And I think most importantly, yes, premiums will be coming down. Yes, deductibles will be coming down. But very importantly, it's a great plan. Well, I think there is, uh, judging, now that, that is if, the Republican version from the House makes it through the Senate without massive modifications. If the Senate even takes it up, I think there is there is room to say that the Republican idea will bring down costs from where they are now. 
which are artificially high, courtesy of President Obama and Democrats. I actually think it will get even better, and yes, this is, yes, make it, no mistake. Yes, yeah, make no mistake, it's, uh, it's, uh, it, it's not, trust me on this, it's not repeal. Will be coming down, but very importantly, it's a great plan, and ultimately that's what it's all about. We knew that wasn't going to work. I predicted it a long time ago, I said it's failing. And now it's obvious that it's failing. It's dead. It's essentially dead. He's talking about Obamacare, and he's right. And I just told you, because socialism never works. There is never, there is never a point in human history where socialism, if, if you're saying that I want my country to be successful and prosperous and free, socialism isn't the way to do it. It never has been. It never will be. If we don't pay lots of ransom money over to the insurance companies, it would die immediately. So what I love, I love that word, ransom to the insurance companies, the traitorous insurance company. And that's exactly what it is. It's a ransom. They're demanding that under the Affordable Care Act that they be bailed out. And I have to be honest with you. Uh, about what has always perplexed me about the traitorous insurance companies and their endorsements of Obamacare. And the, oh, by the way, the uh, American Medical Association is out there condemning the Republican vote today and uh, AARP. Uh, both those organizations taken over by leftists. Uh, and both of those organizations, by the way, have conservative alternatives to them, and I'd suggest you find them. If you happen to be a, a senior or somebody um, that didn't, uh, didn't like the American Medical Association's endorsement of, of um, socialism under, under President Obama. But anyway, I, it always baffled me because you would have to be a complete and utter moron in the insurance industry not to realize that Barack Obama appealing to your greed was only a short-term fix and that ultimately Obamacare was designed to have your whole industry fail. The insurance companies, it would die immediately. So what we have is something very, very incredibly well-crafted. Tell you what, there is a lot of talent standing behind me, an unbelievable amount of talent. That I can tell you. I mean it. And... You know, coming from a different world and only being a politician for a short period of time. How am I doing? Am I doing okay? I'm president. Hey, I'm president. Can you believe it, right? <laughs> I don't know. It's, I thought you. I don't know. I just. I, can, can you? I, sometimes I can't believe I'm president. <laughs> this is why so many people love President Trump. I, love him or hate him, folks. You're, you're going to know where he is. It's, it's, if you think liberals can't believe he's president, he can't believe he's president. Look, look where I am. The guy's been working 30 years, could never become president. I, I decide I want to do it. Now, now, granted, he had the worst opponent in U.S. history in Hillary Clinton, but I mean. I don't know. It's, I thought you needed a little bit more, more time. Uh -huh. They always told me more yeah. time, but mm -hmm. we didn't. But we have an amazing group of people standing behind me. They worked so hard and they worked so long. And what I said, let's do this. Let's go out, just short little shots for each one of us. 
and let's say how good this plan is. We don't have to talk about this unbelievable victory. Wasn't it unbelievable? So we don't have to say it again. <laughs> and and, and it's, a, it's a White House full court press. This was a victory. It's a political victory, folks. This was not a victory for the American people. This, this modification, remember, look at the language of the bill. This, the American Health Care Act amends Obamacare. It doesn't replace it. It amends it. And in this conservative's mind, so long as you agree that there is an entitlement that is needed here, it is a failure for the United States of America. Period. End of sentence. Because entitlements have done us no good. I'll be back in a minute. It's the Salcedo Show. Welcome to The Blaze. Dismantling liberal ideology, one issue at a time. This is The Chris Salcedo Show. The Blaze Radio Network. This is the Chris Salcedo Show, only on the Blaze Radio Network. This time around, we chose to engage our state counterparts in the discussion and listen to their input as we designed the bill. And at the top of their list was a desire to see the work requirements built into the Medicaid and the expansion populations and the opportunity to work with Medicaid as a block grant. Republicans trust that states know what works for their respective populations, and we are not going to stand in the way of states seeking to design Medicaid programs that work for them. So let me, that's Dr. and Congressman Michael Burgess. And what the Congressman is basically saying is that we're going to give you a whole bunch of money. But we're going to let, this is what freedom looks like. We're going to give you a whole bunch of money from the federal government and redistribute it, but we're going to give it to the states and let the states administer it. And that'll be more efficient. Um, I, okay. Okay. But at the end of the day, I do not recall a provision inside of the U.S. Constitution that says that you are entitled to services paid for by uh, your fellow citizens. I do. There is none. You don't have the right to services paid for by somebody else. And that's what taxpayer-supported is all about. Somebody else. Um, I'm not a big fan of insurance, because insurance adds about 30 to 35% to the cost of health care. What I am for is market-based solutions um, to, to these issues. What I'm for is free clinics where doctors donate their, their hours and their times to underserved communities. What I am for is for actual insurance. Actual insurance is, think of auto insurance. Why do you have auto insurance? 
in case you get into an accident. Why do you have health insurance? In case you have a, a, a catastrophic diagnosis. That's insurance. When you're using your insurance just to go to the doctor's office for a sniffle or for a checkup, that's not insurance. That's, that's not, that's, that's the equivalent folks of saying, well, I'm filling up my gas tank. I better bill my auto insurance policy. That's what that is. Actual, real, legitimate insurance is is a protection against catastrophic loss. You, there, there's got to be a different one. Well, I know there's a different way. It's called the free market of getting into a free medicine, a, a preventative, not free, a preventative medicine model that doesn't require you to pull all your resources uh, in an insurance model, an insurance model to pay, to defray your costs. For, for preventative care. What ideally this, in my mind anyway, looks like is uh, a, a, a reformatting basically of the economic model where there is a whole pool of money out here. Everybody in the country is going to need medical care. And everybody in the country is going to need preventative care. So, you get the insurance companies out of it. You get the government out of it. And so doctor's offices at that point are confronted with a choice. Um, do I want to continue to charge, you know, five, six hundred dollars for an office visit? And I'm not, I'm just throwing that number out there. It's arbitrary. Or do I want to tailor my the cost of my service to a better business model to be able to provide services to more people and get a bigger market share it's what i'm articulating here is the free market folks we need to get back to it this is the chris salcedo show part of the next generation of talk radio this is the blaze radio network Prepare yourself to ingest current events, pop culture, and politics with a side of Latin flair. Vices. I don't have to show you any stinking vices. This is the Chris Salcedo Show on the Blaze Radio Network. It is fascinating to watch how this is all being spun and examined and looked at. The uh, In case you're just tuning in, folks, the Chris Salcedo Show. Here on the Blaze Radio Network and uh, the Republicans by a vote of 217. They needed 216, they got 217. And uh, that's exactly uh, what happened today. They have started the process of amending Obamacare. They didn't repeal a dang thing. They're amending Obamacare. Now, watching MSNBS, they are now, they are now looking at vulnerable Republicans from individuals with, uh, from states who have high populations of, of pre-existing condition, conditions, which is not at all a majority electorate. But they're, they're going to now look at now. So who are the Republicans who took away socialism? And in which states will these Republicans be vulnerable 
uh, because they took away stuff paid for by somebody else. That's what MSNBS is examining. So we'll do a little bit of a late flip around to see how, how this is all being covered. Get this to the floor. It's been an ugly process in many ways. Now comes the hard part. Uh, from, because it goes over to the Senate. We already have a statement from uh, uh, stalwart Republican Rob Portman of Ohio, who just won re-election, who says he's got serious problems with the Medicaid cuts in this thing. Remember, it phases out Medicaid for those already not, those not already on Medicaid. It doesn't phase out Medicaid. It phases out the Medicaid increases that Obamacare threw in there. They were supposed to be they were supposed to be temporary anyway, for those states who bothered to participate uh it's obviously if it's when and if it's taken up by the senate it's going to be changed substantially that doesn't matter to many of these republicans here uh they took their victory lap in their view a win is a win and that's the perception they're trying to build on uh, with all the visuals that we saw this afternoon and the celebration after the vote steve all right, Mike Vicara there on Capitol Hill. Mike, thanks for that. And we said we're going to take a closer look here at this vote. Again, as Mike just told you, Democrats on the House floor said these Republicans who voted for this today, political suicide for them. Let's take you through it. How so? Political suicide. How so? Uh, now, granted, I'm looking at this math that MSNBS is putting up and it's there seems to be a lot of either swing districts or liberal states where some Republicans exist. If I were these Republicans and, and they were interested in actually preserving their seat, I'd say I voted against socialism. Democrats want a socialism. I voted against it. Uh, who is this speaking right now? This is Capitol Hill. This is... Um, House Radio and TV Studio Gallery C-SPAN. Where we had worked together to make sure that we were taking this fight to our brothers and sisters, friends and neighbors across the country to reject the notion that we would see the repeal of the Affordable Care Act. But what Republicans did today was increase your premiums. Oh, shut up. This is Ben Lujan from New Mexico. Our premiums are going through the roof right now under the so-called Affordable Care Act, you shrub. <laughs> what? There are some states that don't have... That if Iowa loses its last participant, it will have no choices on the exchange. What do you mean? It's not like Obamacare is tearing things up. Well, it's tearing things up. It's tearing people's bank accounts up. People have insurance they can't even use. This was infuriating about all of this. And the press is going to go, yeah, yeah, it's going to raise premiums. It's like, where the heck have you been? Double digit increases nearly every single year that Obamacare was imposed on this nation. Uh, Rand Paul is talking with Fox News. Market to be protected against pre-existing conditions by getting into the group market and let market forces work. It can work. But the current bill acknowledges that it doesn't work, and then we just subsidize the insurance companies, which I think is deplorable. Amen. All right. So it sounds to me at this point uh, that you'd be a no unless some of these changes are addressed. I don't want it's to put words to, in your get, mouth. but It's got to get better. The bill's got to get better. I am open-minded. I spoke okay. with the president today. I want to be supportive. I want to repeal Obamacare. 
but I don't want to have to vote for a federal program, a new one that will be hundreds of billions of dollars paid to insurance companies. I'm all for capitalism, but I'm not a big fan of crony capitalism. He only invites those to the White House who vote for what he likes. Are you ready in that case not to be invited to the White House? <laughs> you know, I like the president. I'm a big defender on the president <laughs> on so many fronts. Um, but I just have to, you know, before what I think is okay. best for the country. All right. I'm just kidding there. But uh, so- uh, Rand Paul, uh, just catching the tail end of what he was saying, uh, it's uh, absolutely 100 percent correct. Uh, this this whole idea that we're going to set up a system to funnel taxpayer money into the into the the, the the coffers of these traitorous insurance companies, no thank you. I as a taxpayer do not want my taxpayer money going to an industry that betrayed me and my family. That entire industry sold me and my family out and you and your family out. Jumped in bed with resident Obama. When that disgraceful excuse for a human being passed a law that mandated that you and I buy something. He ma- think about the, the fundamental change of the relationship between government and citizen. Or your government tells you, you will buy this product and you will carry this minimum coverage. The bronze plan is the only other, the smallest choice you have. And everybody says, oh, this is great. Not everybody. Democrats. Only Democrats. A program that was designed to fail and did. Designed to fail and did to usher in complete government control over your health care and then complete government control over you. So I, um, I'm sorry. I, I, I do not want my taxpayer money at all to go to the traitorous insurance companies. That would be a mistake. Now I, I have an uncomfortable feeling that many of these Republicans are getting paid by the same sources as all of these Democrats have been paid from the traitorous insurance companies and that they will, they will do whatever they can to make sure that money for the insurance companies is in whatever bill. And in my, in my humble estimation, the insurance companies, I have a message for the insurance companies, get off your rear ends and compete. My message to Congress is get off your rear ends and let them quit. Let quit confining them to states and individual state rules. Come up with some basic guidelines and let them compete, compete across state lines. Competition breeds excellence. Competition drives down prices as companies who want to compete. will try to get an ever bigger piece of the market share. And they do that by coming up with something that we call a superior product. Now under Obamacare, these traitorous insurance companies don't have to compete. They don't have to come up with a good product. Heck a lot of these plans are crap. They are, 
huge, smoldering, smelly pieces of crap that many of us can't even use because the deductibles are so high. Many of these steaming piles of crap provided to us lovingly by the traitorous insurance companies are too expensive. We can't even afford them without taxpayer subsidies. Again, where does that money go? It goes to the insurance companies to pay for crappy insurance that you can't use. And Democrats say, we like that. <laughs> where's, where's, the, where's the donation to my campaign? <laughs> and I'm afraid too many of these Republicans might fall into that as well. This is, um, this is not a time to go squeamish. This is not a time to say, well, it's time to abandon capitalism. Capitalism has failed, which is not. Democrats pervert the capitalist system and then say, oh, it's, it's failed. No. Now is the time to take a stand. I, this, the, the best I can give the Republican vote today is it was a baby step in the right direction. Uh, my hope is, Many, many people believe this is where, it, as it goes to the Senate, this is where it may die. My hope is this is where it'll get stronger, where it'll be improved. And if Ted Cruz and Rand Paul and others have anything to say about it, it will. But some of these weak-kneed Republicans, it needs 50 plus one votes to, to pass through reconciliation, folks. So if they lose just two well, they can they can lose two because you've got VP Pence who is the tiebreaker. They can lose two squeamish Republicans. They can lose two socialist Republicans. Uh, but the rest of them have to hang tough. The rest of them have to remember their conservative roots. The rest of them have to remember that the free market is superior to anything that Nancy Pelosi is going to pitch that the free market is superior to anything the Democrats have the brain power to imagine, which isn't a whole hell of a lot, i got to be honest. I'll be right back. We're going to talk about James Comey's visit yesterday to Capitol Hill, and some of the revelations have me scratching my head, and maybe we'll laugh a little bit, too, at the insanity that we witnessed. It's all coming up, the Chris Salcedo Show, right here on The Blaze. Reminding America that limited constitutional government is cool. The Chris Salcedo Show. On the Blaze Radio Network. You're listening to the Latino conservative Chris Salcedo on the Blaze Radio Network. So we played a little bit yesterday. Uh, James Comey on the hot seat in uh, in the Senate was talking to Dianne Feinstein and and basically admitted that the incident that has the Democrats' panties in a twist. He basically confirmed that Hillary Clinton was generating and trafficking and classified information that Uma Abedin was illegally sending over to her deviant husband's 
PC against the law as well. He had no security clearance to see this stuff. Here's the exchange. Frivolous way, in a hugely significant way. And the team also told me, we cannot finish this work before the election. And then they worked night after night after night, and they found thousands of new emails. They found classified information on Anthony Weiner. Somehow, her emails are being forwarded to Anthony Weiner. Somehow. Just somehow. And Anthony Weiner's still walking around the street. So is Uma Abedin. Weiner. Chuck Grassley asked about this, this note that was sent to Loretta Lynch, and she responded, uh, and uh, James Comey wouldn't talk about it. The email reportedly provided assurances that Attorney General Lynch would protect Secretary Clinton by making sure the FBI investigation, quote, unquote, didn't go too far. How and when did you first learn of this document also, who sent it and who received it? So, well, I think Loretta Lynch was the recipient. He just wanted Comey to to confirm that. And then, and also, the response, where was the response going? To a, Loretta Lynch's assurance that, hey, we're not going to let this investigation get too far. It's Hillary Clinton, our girl, we're not going to let it get too far. She's as guilty as sin, but it's not going to get that far. Now, James Comey responds. That's not a question I can answer in this forum, Mr. <laughs> Why not? Everybody's, everybody's releasing classified information and getting away with it, James Comey. You admitted it yourself. Classified information is going everywhere around uh, the Hillary Clinton circle. Nobody's seen the inside of a jail cell. Why the hell should you care? You did. That's not a question I can answer in this forum, Mr. Chairman, because it would call for a classified response. Did the FBI interview the person who wrote the email? If not, why not? I have to give you the same answer. I can't talk about that in an unclassified setting. You can't confirm whether or not the individual has been interviewed by the, that that's classified? Yes, we spoke to the individual who sent Loretta Lynch the email. That's classified? Or no, we did not interview the person who sent Loretta Lynch the email. That's classified? Good grief. Comey's also asked again, going back to Wiener. Um, would, 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 you, would you describe to us how uh, a guy who used to text, probably still does, images of his junk to perfect strangers... Uh, how he ended up with classified material on his on his laptop? Was there classified information on, on former Congressman Weiner's computer? Yes. Who sent it to him? Uh, his then spouse, uh, Huma Abedin, appears to have had a regular practice of forwarding emails to him for him, I think, to print out for her so she could then deliver them to uh, the Secretary of State. And everybody's okay with this? This is... This is a clear violation of law, but nobody's butts in jail. And about that, his former wife, you know, there are reports out there that the reason why they broke up was just for the campaign, that Uma Abedin would have stayed with a deviant. I think, you know what? I think that she, she married him knowing that this is the kind of stuff he does. Maybe she likes that kind of thing. I don't know. But I mean, I remember there was a big deal during the campaign when Uma Abedin left Anthony Weiner when um, 
Uma Abedin Wiener just became Uma Abedin once again. Remember this? My system was hacked. Pictures can be manipulated. The people I follow, it's fairly random. The way I, I did it recently was I said to people, if you'd like me to follow you, hashtag Wiener, yes. Click, 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 and I follow. Anthony Wiener is reckless with tweets. At night he becomes Carlos Danger. He sends out pictures of his junk next to his four-year-old kid right to the inboxes of total strangers. And he's treated all his common sense for dirty talk, 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 talk. He should have known by now. He should have known by now. And if he can't type with his tired hand, at least he can polish his member. And he's seen such a waste of space. His wiener is always out. Carlos is pervy as hell. And Huma's moving out. Huma's moving out. It took a lot of work and a whole lot of therapy to get to a place where I could forgive Anthony. My wife, um, you know, she's a remarkable woman. She's seen an awful lot. You should never argue with a deviant. He should have known by now. Generates, except for that Hillary Clinton. <laughs> and he's got such a twisted mind that he can't turn off his spouse. Good luck, danger man, cause Huma's moving out. Huma's moving out. Our marriage, like many others, has had its ups and its downs. Huma's moving out. Uh-huh. This woman was unwittingly dragged into this and bears absolutely no responsibility. Uh-huh. The Fox and Rice experience heard only here on the uh, the Chris Salcedo show. And <laughs> turns out that was all a sham, ladies and gentlemen. That was it. Was only for the campaign. Looks like Uma's looking to get back in the good graces of the wiener. Um, <laughs> so tight. That just came out the wrong way. I didn't, or maybe it didn't. Uh, telephone numbers 888-933-93, Talk more about the revelations unleashed by Comey in congressional testimony yesterday. Coming up next on the show. The Chris Salcedo Show. We'll be right back. The Blaze Radio Network. Conservative Talk Radio with Spice. Let's have a conversation with Michael Doherty, shall we? He's president and CEO of LabMD, an Atlanta-based clinical and anatomical medical laboratory with a national client base. 15 years experience in diagnostic medicine, author of The Devil Inside the Beltway, the shocking expose of the U.S. government's surveillance and overreach into cybersecurity, medicine, and small business. Mr. Doherty, welcome back to the Chris Alcedo Show. Uh, Good to be here, sir. All right, so you got uh, you got Comey up there on the hot seat yesterday, and and of course Democrats wanted to talk about why did you talk, why did you tell the truth about your investigation during during an election? Uh, that's all they wanted to know. Whether or not the law was violated, they couldn't care less. But I cared. The fact that not only did that Uma Abedin 
uh, take classified information and give it to Carlos Danger, who didn't. And folks, remember, he's a disgraced congressman. Remember who, who had a who has a well, a proclivity for texting his private parts to perfect strangers that that and, and everybody was OK. I, I, I know what with his kid on the bed in the background of the pictures, which is crazy. But but the fact that classified information, thousands, according to James Comey, the FBI director, was on this laptop from Hillary Clinton's unsecured server and nobody bats an eyelash. I don't get this. This is what this is. I mean, the good point about this, folks, is this is Washington in full display. You've got congressmen that are living in a Twitter world where they grab their questions by staffers and go show up at a hearing. And so they're not on the ball. So they're not hitting the ball back hard, which because we can't all be Trey Gowdy. And unfortunately, that's about preparation moving too fast. And then you've got the politics of blowback, because if you do do that, the Democrats have a complete meltdown. And I mean, when we're seeing that just with the election, the election six months old, they're still back there like it's November of 2016. Then you also have got. Obviously, a double standard. How many American citizens that work for the government are in jail or have just recently been in jail for doing less with a maybe and a mistake? We're not talking yeah. espionage here. We're talking a screw-up. And and she's not even under investigation. And, you know, I'm glad he said it. Uh, I actually wish he would have kept his mouth shut in the beginning and just do his job. So many Because what happens is when you let these politicos in, to the FBI and the CIA and the NSA and the DOJ, this is what happens. You have the Eric Holder School of Law, which is, <laughs> I'm not showing up. I'm not accountable. Holding contempt. You know, I'll you know, be down the I, road I remember, in a decade. Yeah, I remember during the during the Obama administration that Obama, normally when there's a breach of classified information, the common practice for those who are pro-American is to do a damage assessment to see just how bad the leaking of classified information. And there was, again, thousands of classified emails that were shared on Hillary Clinton's unsecured server and that were hacked by foreign interests. There's usually a damage assessment that is done. Barack Obama said, let me be clear. We don't want to know how much damage was done. And, 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 it, and it never happened. This is this is the consequence of electing Democrats when when they put the United States at risk. They don't want you to know just how badly it's been put at risk. And here's why the brand of the left is the government is the be all and end all be dependent on them. They will save you. That sucks away your self-confidence, sucks away your autonomy sucks away your freedom. And the second the truth comes out, no matter how criminal it is, they jump on it like a fumbled football because <laughs> we can't have the brand damaged. We can't have the illusion shattered. And so it's at such a tipping point with the Obama administration, this results in Trump. This is what happens when no one will save the American people except the American people themselves by voting. Mm. And that only happens every few years. Well, uh, no, no truer words. Uh, Michael Doherty, our guest right now, uh, CEO of LabMD, The Devil Inside the Beltway is the book, the shocking expose of the U.S. government's surveillance and overreach into cybersecurity, medicine, and small business. Uh, from the most transparent administration in American history, we were told, uh, the resident Obama administration, Susan Rice said that she will not show up to speak to, uh, to Congress about uh, her role in unmasking uh, American citizens 
for political considerations during the Obama years. What's your take on this? I guess it beats pleading the fifth. I mean, it's more of the same. I mean, these look, when someone shows you who they are, believe them. Okay, so the American public has to do more observing and less believing what comes out of these people's mouths. I mean, we have to pay attention over their behavior over a middle of range of time, not just a Twitter attention span. This is a someone that will lie at the drop of a hat that she considers to be part of her job that puts her, her position and her party ahead of national security. And she's in that position. And, and she took it even farther. She, she set up a scam to surveil people in the Trump transition team. And now she refuses to discuss it. Come on. Yeah. You know, this, this is, this is, we, we really have got to understand that, Hopefully, this is that we're everyone's paying attention to this hypocrisy and we'll stop electing it. Yeah, you know, and that's and that goes back to the original point that I had made and this unreasonable, unlawful standard that the FBI director seems to have saying that ignorance of the law is is only excuse when you're Hillary Clinton or you're some extremist left winger or violation of the law, knowingly violating the law is okay as long as it's in service to the left wing and the Democrat Party and you can get off scot-free. And had these individuals been Republicans or conservatives, as you rightly pointed out in the beginning of our conversation, they'd have been in jail by now. Oh, some of them are. I mean, that's yeah. some of the, and this is the demoralizing of the inside of the agency. Just think, I mean, I come from a law enforcement family. I'm biased. Just think about the people that spend their lives doing this. Look at policemen today who go through so much. You're a cop, so you get reputation assassination. I mean, you get, you get attacked. You, you, I mean, it's insanity. Just think of the demoralizing of the internal when you see that type of leadership. You spent your career with law. You are not going to get overpaid. You are not going to get famous. You're not going to make And you come in and you get fleeced by these hypocrites, these anti-American hypocrites, these professional liars that are really good at it. And wow, when we try to catch them, they're like greased pigs. You can't. It's tough. It is tough. <laughs> Yeah, I'm just I I had a joke there. I'm not even going to go. Michael Doherty, the devil inside the beltway, the shocking expose of the U.S. government's surveillance and overreach into cybersecurity, medicine and small business. Appreciate the visit as always, sir. We'll talk again. You take care. 888-933-93-888-900-3393 is the phone number you want to weigh in and on Comey's testimony yesterday. Perhaps you want to weigh in on the. Obamacare modification vote today that happened. Uh, just give a call. Again, 888 The Chris Salcedo Show on Facebook and at Chris Salcedo TX on Twitter. Uh, Greg Gutfeld yesterday was speaking about what we were speaking about, uh, Colbert and also Jimmy Kimmel. And Gutfeld on Kimmel... And this kind of this kind of dovetails into the the healthcare debate. Uh, he didn't take too kindly to Jimmy Kimmel hitting the national airwaves and then sharing his very heartfelt story and a story that I I'm very sympathetic with, but then using it to advance socialism. And and Gutfeld had this reaction. I don't know. I just have issues with emotional stories especially when the conclusion is that if you disagree with him, you don't want his baby to live. Yeah, I'm, that was kind of an icky part, too. 
How do, and then of course Obama tweeted. Did, did I tell you guys this yesterday? Obama tweeted out his support for Jimmy Kimmel, saying, "Let me clear. This is why we passed the ACA." Yeah, it, it works really well for those folks in Iowa, resident Obama, and several other states where there are one or no choices on your vaunted exchanges. But first off, what's disingenuous about what Kimmel did is: Does anybody believe that Jimmy Kimmel? Needs to rely on Obamacare to get his kid treatment? No. So he was speaking allegedly for other folks out there in, in America and saying, see what my son's gone through. Um, others around the country, their children may go through the same thing. Thus, we need socialism. I just, I can empathize with what Jimmy is going through and what other parents are going through as a parent. But I don't believe the answer is socialism. I mean, that is the right. kind of the conclusion. And so when we sit here and we laud these emotional stories, which were done, for, which was done for a political reason, uh, <laughs> I, it isn't entirely fair. Uh, we don't need emotional stories. We need to break down what Obamacare is and break down health care into very simple language. You can say, oh, it's numbers are so complicated, but we all can't pay the same because then it will be too much. Do you guys know what he means there because if it's actual insurance it depending on your personal circumstance depends on how much money you get charged and it's a fiction of liberals well it's not fair that old sick people pay more than young vibrant people well, of of course it's fair you need more coverage you're going to pay more if you're older or sicker you're a, you're a higher risk person of course you're going to pay more well, the law of supply and demand is unfair. No, actually, the laws, the laws of supply and demand are as about as equitable as it gets. Well, I don't like that. Well, tough. Tough. Grow up. Democrats have never grown up. Their ideology is woefully naive on one hand and scary, oppressive on the other. Well, I'm going to force my will upon you. I'm going to force socialism to work. Which is the tactic of Kim Jong-un, which is the tactic of uh, Hugo Chavez and Mr. Maduro down in Venezuela and the Castros and the, and the communist Chinese. will force it to work because for, for socialism and for the Democrat Party's policies to work, you have to abandon human nature and pretend like it doesn't exist. And if you want to behave in your own best interest, tough. You're not going to be allowed to. That's why Democrats thought it was great to have young, invincible kids get bent over and screwed to accommodate older, sicker people. That's why they thought it was okay, and they forced that. It's, it's Obamacare, the essence of Obamacare. How simple is that? You need a plan that helps big stuff, catastrophic stuff, while you pay for the little things. How difficult is that? You need to break this down into very, very plain steps, and then you start there, and then you introduce competition, and then it's done. Catastrophic health care is a given, and then you pay for the doctor's visits. A 25-year-old should not be paying a huge, huge premium when a 75-year-old is going to be treating a head cold. Yeah. So you have to separate these. How 
complicated is that? You do not need emotional stories. You actually need thought processes. And I don't know, I, I, I don't have the statistics in front of me that says that what happened would have been treated or untreated. I don't know. You know, Greg, you should be the closing speaker tomorrow on that House bill debate <laughs> and give that same speech and it'll pass. That was very well done. Uh, Bob Beckel, giving, uh, the, the Democrat, giving his five compatriot, Greg Gutfeld, some applause. And it was actually legitimate applause. A word about Article 5, the Convention of the States, coming up next on The Chris Salcedo Show. I'll be right back. Keep up with The Chris Salcedo Show on Facebook and on Twitter at Chris Salcedo TX. Just another way to stay in touch with Chris on the Blaze Radio Network. Salcedo. All right, welcome back, everybody. Uh, before we wrap up the show today, I wanted to talk a little bit about Article 5. This, this came from an earlier version of the Chris Salcedo show and the Dallas show. There, I, I had a woman call me up and, and was very concerned that the Texas legislature was about ready to vote on an initiative that would allow Texas to, be in a, uh, to participate in an Article 5 convention. And she hit me with the, uh, this notion, that, and I know it's out there, that uh, Mark Meckler's group is somehow affiliated with George Soros. And it's, I don't think it's true. I don't know for a fact, but I don't think it's true. And what I think is at play here is a bunch of leftists and a bunch of scared Republicans who say they love the Constitution but our, I love every part of the Constitution except for that Article 5. The founders were geniuses except for Article 5. No. And the reason why certain Republicans put people up to this is that they're really afraid of their power being stripped away from them. And when they, when they use George Soros, it's supposed to scare away conservatives. Let me just say about Article 5, the Convention of the States, and that reminds me, I got to get some more guests back on to talk about where we're sitting. Texas is going to vote today, and hopefully you can inspire your states to participate. But uh, last I heard, the ground rules are, are laid out, and there will be no chance of a runaway convention because, because there will be one issue taken up at a time. All the other issues won't even be considered. So um, I would encourage you to work toward Article 5 in your state because Washington has grown beyond the consent of the governed. Now, speaking of Soros, uh, uh, Daily Caller has put out this uh, has put out this piece about how the Clinton cash author um, Peter Schweitzer has been sounding the alarm bells about Jared Kushner, the president's son-in-law, and how he was with Goldman Sachs and has ties to George Soros. Well, the ties, from what I can tell, are that he's investing in the same thing as George Soros is. Well, if you look at your four hundred one k, chances are you're investing in some things that George Soros is investing in too. I, now, the Sachs angle, the Goldman Sachs angle is concerning, but we'll get into more of this than tomorrow. Uh, remember, everybody, society's worth isn't measured by how much power is seized by government, but rather how much power is reserved for we, the people. Friday, tomorrow. I'll see you right back here, 3 o'clock Eastern. The Chris Salcedo Show. Part of Generation Blaze. Only on the Blaze Radio Network.